0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. We are here. We are back. Yes, it is happening. The ALCS, the NLCS. All taking place right now, and you are listening to the best damn baseball podcast that ever, ever existed. That's right. It's Big Time Baseball with Odyssey Sports. I'm Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, professional smartass on the radio. And with me, not Tony Quinn Jr., not John Heyman. No, we got a special guest today. We got my ex-teammate, one of the best teammates I've ever had. In fact, he's still playing, in fact, so we got to talk a little bit about his career. In fact, he is going to be, I don't know, maybe not officially the captain, but in my eyes, the captain of Team Israel in the upcoming WBC, the one and only World Series champion, Ryan LaVarnway. Ryan. What
2: up? Let's talk championship baseball, baby.
1: How you doing, man? I haven't talked to you. By the way, I haven't talked to you in like in a couple of weeks. How you doing?
2: Uh, I'm good. Back uh, Back home for the offseason, moving into a new house. Got a little baby sleeping upstairs. Hopefully she stays quiet. And by the way, congratulations on having Thank you, the new child. But yeah, we got a lot of baseball to cover. But first things first, how was your year, man? You were back with, what, the Miami Marlins again, weren't you? Yeah, so I started the year in Toledo, AAA for the Tigers, and then when my daughter was nine days old, of course, we're taking our newborn photo. She is smack on top of my Tigers uniform for a great newborn picture. I get a phone call and now. You've been traded to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp of the Marlins.
1: <laughs> Which, by the way, when you got that text, how much of your butthole puckered up because you thought Jacksonville Jumbo
2: Shrimp? You're like, you're sending me to Double A. <laughs> it was I was more of like the. No way. My daughter is nine days old. There's no way she can get on a flight. How am I supposed to move my brand new family across the country? But that's the life of a baseball family. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And by the way, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that's not the thought you had. It would have been the thought
1: I had because I know I always knew Jacksonville to be a Double A team. Now of course they're Triple A for the Miami Marlins. But congratulations to you on another phenomenal season, and uh, hopefully many more to come, or whatever the hell you want. But first things first, you got the WBC coming up. You have been announced, I believe, playing yes. for Team Israel. Congratulations. Are you excited to be joining the team again?
2: I could not be more excited. The WBC in 2016-17 between the qualifiers in the tournament and then the Olympics in 2021 have been two of the biggest highlights of my career, playing for Israel, representing you know Jewish people around the world. It has been so meaningful to me and my family, and there's been such a great outpouring of support from, from really the global community it's one of the highlights of my career I can't look I couldn't be looking forward to it any more than I, I am I bet you are dude and of course I'm looking forward to the next WBC having played in the
1: WBC with you this last go around and how much I just you know one it was the atmospheres you know I, I my, my my biggest regret as a ball player Ryan is the fact that I never got to play overseas and when I say that overseas I mean I played winter ball I played in Venezuela I played in Mexico Dominican Porter Puerto... yeah I played in all of them but I always wanted to play one year in Japan. That was always a serious, serious goal of mine. And I didn't get that opportunity, but I did get a version of said opportunity when we played in the WBC, both in Korea, which was incredible. When we played in Seoul, which was uh, at the time the Nexon Heroes Stadium. I forget yes. who they are, what they're called now. But, and then we went on, of course, to the Tokyo Dome, which have you ever played? Um, and I, you- I, yeah, those of you listening, uh just understand what you you think you've been in a loud ballpark you think you've been in a loud stadium maybe you've gone to like a michigan football game hey maybe maybe you've been a part of like the 12th man in seattle which everyone claims is the loudest stadium in the world no Uh, 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 uh. you've never heard anything until you play against japan in the tokyo Dome.
2: unbelievable there's cheerleaders on top of the dugout leading chants every player has their own song there's a drum line I thought one of the coolest parts was they built extra seats onto the warning track, onto the field, and every seat, just in case you weren't paying attention, had a helmet for the fan and a glove in case there was a screaming line drive hit at them
1: so cool just everything about this place was just unbelievable and the experience was amazing i'm looking more forward to more international baseball in fact about a week ago i interviewed rob manfred we talked about major league baseball's goal going forward into the international markets uh and man what can i say you are a part of that i luckily get to say i was a part of that and uh and i'm very excited for you to be a part of it one more time in this next go around and Playing in the States. Now, here's the thing. I'm excited for Team Israel that you're playing in the States. I'm also not excited for Team Israel because I don't know how you're going to survive that bracket.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that was a strategic move from the Israel directors, the people that are running the team, because they wanted to recruit more. Yeah, they of wanted to recruit league big leaguers players. so
1: they would stay here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, our roster is insane compared to anything that's ever been assembled for Israel or as far as a Jewish group of baseball players. Nothing has been assembled like this before. Mm-hmm. That being said, we're not playing Taiwan anymore. We're not playing Korea, who is, was maybe a little bit over the hill the last time we played them and not as good as they thought they were, so that's why we took them down. We're playing in probably the hardest bracket of the first round.
1: Yeah, unquestionably. And, and, and just so you guys all know, there is things at stake here. It doesn't mean, I mean Israel has to win a ball game just to qualify for the next one. So like there, it's not just the goal, of course, of staying in the qualifier. Obviously you want to move on to the next round, but you guys got one hell of a bracket that you're in, but I am excited for it. Can't wait to be covering it in about six what five months time, six months time, man how time is going to fly by. But until then, we got a lot of baseball still yet to play. Let's talk a little ALCS, Ryan. Hey, one of your former teams, the New York Yankees. Yeah, I'll claim it. I'll (laughs) I'll remind you. You're a Yankee as well as a Red Sox. Um, They don't look good.
2: No, they they are swinging and missing better than anyone has ever swung and missed in the playoffs before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have been on teams that swing and miss a lot. And you live and die by the home run. If you're going to live and die by the home run, you need to hit one early because playing from behind, playing when the other team has a little Yahtzee around the bases all the time, you're on defense. The time of possession is not in your favor. It's not fun. It's draining. It's exhausting. And then even when you do get that home run, it's more of a relief than a celebration. Mm-hmm. So if the Yankees are going to continue to go for the big swing and the, and the big home run that they, that they need, they're going to have to get one early.
1: Absolutely. And you know, I saw a great tweet today that I thought really uh, nailed it on the head. Now keep in mind, let's do a quick recap. Um, you know, the Yankees kind of stumbled out the gate in game one. But here's the thing. I'm not sure a single person in the world thought they were going to win game one against Justin Verlander. I sure as hell didn't. The fact that they even put a number on the board is a miracle in that ball game. Game two, I thought they had a shot. And I was very vocal yesterday saying that, hey, man, here's what it's going to take for them to win today. If Luis Severino gives up two runs, just two runs the yankees are going to win he gave up a three-run home run yankees lost three to two i was knew it was coming and the moment that three-run home run happened i said the yankees are screwed they have no chance in hell now they're going at home against again these astros now the astros this season including the playoffs are seven and two against the yankees they have owned the yankees in fact they have owned the yankees for so long that to this day the Yankees have never won a single playoff series against the Astros. They are 0-3 so far in the history of the playoffs. Do you give them any shot in hell in getting back in this series? They do have Garrett Cole going next game. It's their chance to get back into it, but Garrett Cole can't pitch the game after that too.
2: Yeah, so I think the Yankees have a really good chance at these next two games. They've got Garrett Cole, who has been as billed. He has been as good as they expected him to be when they signed into to that monster contract. Game four, they have Nasty Nestor, former teammate of mine, huge competitor, disgusting stuff. He pitches different than anyone else in the majors. He's bringing Latin American winter ball into the big leagues. I love it. Okay, it's a little bit tough to time. If if a pitcher's job is to throw off timing, Nasty Nestor is the best in the world at it right now. That being said, another thing you just mentioned is that the Yankees have had a bad record against the Astros this year. That was the case in the divisional round for a lot of the teams. Mm -hmm. The Padres had a bad record against the Dodgers all year. The Phillies had a bad record against the Braves all year. Mm -hmm. Those two series went the opposite way. So I'm not counting out the Yankees because of the season record because the playoffs might as well be a new season. Mm -hmm. That being said, the Astros look really good right now. They They look really good. Okay, picture this.
0: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: Here's the thing that drives me nuts about the Astros. It's not that they're the best offensive team in the American League. They are, but that's not my point. It's not that they're the best pitching team in the American League. They are, but that's also not my point. It's just everything they do, no matter how many runs you score, no matter how many of them you set down in a row, you are never out of the woods against the Astros, period new guy comes in yeah. that fresh arm is better than the previous arm and the previous arm was probably justin verlander <laughs> how is the next arm better that makes no sense yordan alvarez is out okay you got to deal with bregman bregman's out okay you got to deal with altuve oh god uh, uh well don't worry they they, they lost Korea. don't worry now you got to deal with pena jesus where do you breathe you can't so when you mentioned earlier the yankees got to get to them and get to them early I don't think it's get to him early because they did get to him early in Game 1 when Harrison Bader hit that home run off of Verlander. It's if this team doesn't go, they, everyone says that's if the long ball doesn't go, no. If Judge Stanton and Rizzo don't go, the Yankees don't go.
2: Well, the, the thing that got to me after Game 2 was, did you hear what everyone in the, the Yankees locker room was focused on in yep. the post-in interviews?
1: Ooh, They're the roof. Ooh, the roof.
2: velocity. Exit velocity, wind. Oh, oh! Aaron Judge hit his ball at 106 miles per hour. Alex Bregman only hit his at 91 miles per hour. Okay, you're focused on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Alex Bregman's was a home run. Aaron Judge's wasn't today. It might have been a home run in your stadium. That might be the only stadium it was a home run in. In it, fact, exactly today, that. It's a home run. Okay, <laughs> so we need to focus on results. If we're up there blaming the wind, blaming the roof being open, we're focused on the wrong things. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know what, my favorite thing, Aaron Boone accidentally gave away his entire excuse because he did say that. He said exactly those words. He's like, yeah, you know, 109 miles off the bat, you know, you know, the roof was in. We really noticed the wind when I came up there and took out Luis because we saw the ball that Tucker hit to right, and that just died. I'm like, oh, so it was happening to the Astros too? You mean it was a level playing field? So yes. no one was doing anything shady. Your guy just flew out to right field. It sucks. That's baseball. Sometimes you're playing at the Green Monster. Sometimes you're playing in Houston. And the Yankees, of all teams, to yes. talk about short porches.
2: And, and you know what? It's, it's almost like the Yankees have started a new drought or a new curse of some kind, right? We haven't seen the Yankees win a World Series in a long time. 2009. The Yankees used to be the empire. Right now, it feels like the Astros are the empire. The Astros are the team that are deeply unlikable in the public opinion. The Yankees, I almost find myself rooting for. I can't because I have Red Sox blood flowing through me, through and through.
1: You wore the pinstripes. Don't, for
2: don't, for don't. five minutes. For five minutes, I wore the pinstripes. <laughs> but I, I find myself rooting for the Yankees because I, along with everybody outside of Houston, Texas, find the Astros to be the new empire, the new deeply unlikable team. Mm-hmm.
1: Same. It's so weird that we're actually looking at a team like the New York Yankees that has Giancarlo Stanton, that yep. has Garrett Cole, that has Aaron Judge, that has Anthony Rizzo. Uh this team are the underdogs and they're not just like kind of the underdogs. We're looking yeah, we're looking at them like they're the bad news bears taking on the New York Yankees, because quite frankly, that's kind of what it is. Like, that's the Astros
2: how- are so deep and so talented and such a well-rounded team. They're well-coached. They have good t- leadership in the dugout. What, what can we say about the Astros other than, like, we got to find a way to like them?
1: Mm-hmm. Did you, I mean, if you watch the Astros and Seattle Mariners series, that tells you all you need to know that the Astros aren't losing this year. The Mariners took them to the limit every single game as far as they could. It took two eighth inning, one of course, ninth inning three-run home runs by Jordan Alvarez, a follow-up go ahead two-run home run by Jordan Alvarez, and then an 18 inning one nothing win for them to quote unquote sweep the Mariners. That was the most uneven like you you call it a sweep. Was that a sweep? Maybe technically, but no. After watching the Astros not get beat by the Mariners once I just feel like the Yankees have no chance in hell. And I'll give them a fighter's chance
2: if Garrett Cole comes out and competes tomorrow. I think think Garrett Cole is going to be the man that we want him to be, that the Yankees want him to be. I would even go so far as saying that the Yankees can take two out of three in their home ballpark because New York is one of the toughest places to play as a visiting player. Mm -hmm. The Astros know how to do it. The Astros have done it well. But I think the Yankees are going to at least make this a series. I say they take two out of three and then the Astros go win at home.